I'd like to take uh, our text tonight from Romans chapter 8, verse 14. That's Romans eight, fourteen. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I'll read one more time. As for many as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So tonight, before you doze off, I'd like to ask the question, what is leading your life right now? Or who is leading your life as you travel in this path right now? Now, last week, um, we were blessed and fortunate enough to uh, do a family road trip to the um, Grand Canyon. I'd never been there before. No one in my family has ever been there before. Uh, you know, we were told about it, that it was grand, it was great. I seen pictures of it, and yeah, it looked big and grand. And um, uh, we were told that, hey, it's wonderful, you got to go see it, and stuff like that. And I said, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm sure it's big and nice. But, uh, yeah, when we got there, when I got there, it was grand. I mean, it was really, really grand. It was amazing. I was in awe of God's creation. It's amazing. Again, it, it was nothing compared to all the picture I've seen or how many times people told me about it. it. It just, it wasn't the same as if I was there. And, you know, last Sunday morning and Sunday night, we heard about being born again, about salvation. You know, um, it's a, I believe it's a, the same thing. A lot of time when a lot of us have opportunity to witness to somebody or to tell somebody about God, about, you know, salvation, what, uh, you know, an experience, what a great experience that is. And, uh, you know, I remember when I first got saved, I, I was so overjoyed. I was so excited. I want to go tell everybody. I want to go tell his, why are you not saved? Why are you not giving your life to God? Right. So it's the same thing when you're trying to tell somebody about this experience about salvation, about what God can do for you, they will never understand it unless they take the leap forward and you know, accept Christ into their life to get that burden lifted off. You know, you can tell somebody, yeah, it's just like carrying a backpack up a hill, a mountain, you know, that burden and drop that backpack off. But until you experience that, you, uh, that person will never know. So again, tonight, real quick, if you want to experience what most of us here experience or those listening in, now, what it is to to be born again, give God a shot. Take that leap of faith and uh, you know, repent of your sin and ask Christ into your life. So that's what it, it means to have true joy. You will never know unless you yourself experience it. You know, on our road, uh, on our road trip, we um, had to rent a car because our car was too small. And Christy and I couldn't agree which kid to leave behind. So we had to get a bigger car and just decide to take all of them. And, you know, that's, um, thank the Lord for that, right? But, uh, I got this uh, SUV and it was a, it's a new one. It, it only had about 3,000 miles on it. Um, it's, of course, big enough and comfortable enough to fit all of us. It's, uh, it's probably made in, of course, it's a 2022 uh, model. And I love the feature in most of it because all the technology that updated compared to mine. And, you know, when uh, I like it when uh, a car comes next to you or at your blind side, there's a light that tells you there's a car 
there, so you don't really have to, you know, turn and look back. And if it's on this side, it does the same thing. It's, it's, you know, that was neat. I, I like that. It caused me to be less uh, alert, but that's another story. But uh, and then if you get too close to another car in front of you, it'll tell you, say, hey. You're too close, or if you're not looking, or you know, get a drink of water, it'll kind of beep and kind of it stop for you. And the same thing when you back up, it has a, this camera on top of the car and back and tell you how close you are to the car and drive. You don't again, don't have to. When you're old like me, you don't have to, you know, crick your neck this way and that way to look what's bad. I love those features. You know, when we're saved. I feel it's the same way like that when, uh, when Christ died for us, when we're saved, the Spirit of God, the, 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 the third person come, the counselor come into our life to guide us. When we get close to, to something that we shouldn't, the Holy Spirit warn us, you know what? You shouldn't go too close to that thing. Or if you get too close to something in front of you, you know, the, the the spirit will warn you. Say, hey, no, you're you're getting too close. Or if you're backing up to something that you shouldn't, no, it, the the spirit will warn you, tell you to beep. Again, it's not gonna stop, tell you to to warn you to to stop. But you still have the choice, the free will, to you to choose to go toward that way when the, the spirit is warning you to go or not to go close as uh, possible. But um, so, but again, now I don't know what it is in your life or my life or uh, those listening out there what you're getting too close to that the spirit is warning you not to or maybe there's places that you shouldn't go or you're just edging closer and closer to you know it's kind of it's okay you know i'm not that close but uh you might be too close already if the spirit is telling you uh and or maybe Relationship, and I'm not talking about just romantic relationship, but, uh, you know, friendships or, uh, just regular relationship. Maybe there's a relationship that you're getting, uh, too close or too comfortable with that are not, you know, of the same mind, uh, equally yoke of those who are not in the, the gospel that, that the spirit is warning you, you know, back off a little bit. You know, you could still be friend with that person, pray for them. Be a witness, a walking testimony for them, but maybe you should back off a little bit and not be uh, that close. And it, it goes for anything. It could be what you're watching, your social media, YouTube in Sunday school. We we're talking about social media, you know, what uh, kids nowadays watching on uh, YouTube, uh, media, TikTok and all that stuff. You know, you know, if the spirit is telling you and urging you say, hey, you're getting too close or you're heading in the wrong direction, you know. Take heed to listen to that sweet spirit that's telling you because it's for your benefit. It's not for anybody else. It's for your uh, soul. And then, and uh, now one other thing when I was younger or you know, out of college, conversation. A lot of time, there's many times I learned God, uh, God give me the strength to walk away from conversation that is not edifying you know, for me or for anybody else. Have the courage to step away from those type of conversation. And again, the Spirit, God's Spirit will tell you and urge you, you know what, you shouldn't be here. And again, listen, take heed to those uh, warning. Because once you get too close, you're going to start to drift further and further away from uh, the Lord. So again, uh, all these things, when when you're, we're saved, God, the, the, 
the spirit that's within us, the God spirit, will warn us and tell us to stay away from a certain thing and certain places and certain people and what you watch and even what you listen to. Uh, I heard about somebody's testimony a while back about you know, music was, uh, again, it started with just innocent music, a music that wasn't glorifying or edifying to your soul and your mind and edifying God, and they would drift it apart, and, you know, they, they drift it way apart, uh, way far ap- apart from uh, God, and then uh, they had to come back and repent and uh, God direct them back to the correct path. Now, uh, there's uh, one other feature that I like uh learned recently is... Um, on these new cars, it's easier. It's a cruise control. I don't know how often you use much. I don't think you use much when you're driving in the city. Uh, when you go and it says, you know, on the uh, navigation system thing, hey, for next for the next 100 miles, go straight. You know, so uh, so you I set it to the speed I want and just press the cruise control button. Uh, it's so easy now, and it just set that speed for a long, long time, and not to have to worry about it and take my uh, foot off the pedal, you know, and uh, I let somebody uh, drove the car when I got tired, and I asked her, I said, oh, why don't you use the cruise control, because she was so just nervous and tight all the time, and I kind of, I laughed, she said, uh, no, I, I don't want to do cruising control, and then I don't feel like I'm in control, um, I said, well, that is a great sermon, um, uh, uh, illustration, it is, you know, when, uh, when we live a, uh, once we're saved, when we live, decide, or choose to live a holy and sanctified life, a life that is holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, committed to God and let God direct you, you know, you push that control button, cruise control, which means that God is in control of your life. You know, your will become His will, you know, and uh, basically, you do what He asks you to do. It's not that uh, you're, you know, you uh, you give him control on every aspect of your life, what you do, where you go, who you hang out with, who you become friend with, you know, when you go to church. So everything, every aspect of your life, how you talk to one another, how you treat one another, is in God's control. And God direct that and set that pace. He set the pace. He set where you should go and what you should do, and it's up to you to obey uh, that. Um, uh, that spirit, uh, that because you're living a holy and sanctified life, a life committed wholly to God, you know. So, and I appreciate that uh, that future. And and again, it applied to me. I'm glad that I live a life that uh, you know, for every decision I make or for every thought that uh, come to my mind, I hold it captive and give it to the Lord and let the Lord take over. And you know. Our salvation, uh, you know, again, you hear on uh, Sunday uh, morning, Sunday night, I believe, I totally, truly believe our, salva- our salvation is such a precious gift. I mean, it is worth more than anything in this world. Uh, and, you know, other people think has other, you know, thing that they aspire for that has more value to them. But to me... It, uh, salvation is so, so precious. It's worth so much more than gold because, you know, beside being, it was such, it was bought with such a great price. I mean, Jesus gave up his throne up in heaven just to come down here so he can live in our heart, you know. Again, 
when something that is so valuable, if we neglect it, we're going to start to drift away from it. Anything in life, if you start to neglect it, you're going to drift away from it. You know, it's very easy to uh, drift with the current flow, the current trend of this world. And it's easy to go with the current, but it's very, very difficult to go against the trend of this world. Because when Jesus came down to die for our sin, he went against, you know, the flow of this world. He went against everything that the world stood for. And uh, we are called to be life for Jesus Christ. And uh, we are called to be an example so that when those see, when those around us see us, that our walk, we are a walking testimony, that uh, they would want to come to know him, to love him, and to give their life to him. Now, um, as I go through um, some of these uh, last few years, I'm so thankful that because of salvation, sanctification, and the, the baptism of the Holy Good, because of the precious gift that he gave me, uh, uh, God taught me a lot. Uh, he taught me on regarding spiritual things that I learned not to neglect in my daily life. And these are something that um, he remind me constantly. And you heard about it tonight in the testimony too. Gratitude. You know, First Thessalonians 5.18 In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You know, when I read that and I said that to my family yesterday in our devotion, it says, in everything give thanks. Not just all the good things. And I understand most of us, all of us, gone through tough time, gone through trials, and gone through sickness and health problem. But, again, it says here, in everything give thanks. That's including the bad thing. And I don't know, uh, I learned, well, God has taught me a little bit at a time to, you know, there's a reason why he said in everything give thanks, even the bad things, because, you know, sometimes those bad things might be a blessing in disguise also. Another one that, uh, this one I learned when I was younger, when I was in college, maybe because uh, I always bragged that, you know, I'm good at this and good at that, you know, out of high school, I did so well, and then when I get to college, when you get to college, it's a whole different world. Yeah, every it's the best of the best there. Uh, so uh, God brought this uh, verse uh, to me and humbled me uh, quite a bit. Philippians 2, 3 and 4. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowly, lowliness of mind let each esteem other bet, better than themselves. Again, that's being put other before yourself, not yourself before everybody. And look not every man unto his own thing, but every man also to the things of other. Again, you're supposed to look for other, put others before yourself. And that's what Jesus did. He put us before him when he gave up that throne to come down and to just die in agony on that cross on Calvary. Again, there's too much pride in this world. You look around, and sometimes, again, if you don't remind you, remind yourself of the humility of what Christ done for us, we can fall into the, the, the trap of that pride that we have also that we see around us that's being taught to us constantly in our school, in our work, even in the, uh, some, type, some relationship also. And the next one, serving others in love. Galatians 5.13 for brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. 
only to use not liberty for occasion to the flesh, but to love, but by love serve one another. We are called to serve one another um, in love. You know, I was thinking about that on the way here, especially in the work of the gospel. If you're a you know, Sunday school teacher, or a musician, or usher, if it has become a burden just to serve or to be in the position, maybe you should take a step back and pray and talk to the Lord. Maybe you need to get right with the Lord. Or maybe what is the reason you're doing? Are you doing to get praise out of men or to look good in the eyes of others so you can become the head ushers? Uh, I don't know. Or are you doing for the love of God? You're doing to give God glory. You know, so if it has become a burden, if it can just a, a, an obligation, then you need to pray and you need to think about it. And what's the reason for you for doing it? You know, is it for yourself? Or is it for God? If you're doing for God, yeah, you'll never get um, tired or uh, uh, you get exhausted physically. But the energy, the, the the spirit, the love of God will always there, will always there to encourage you. Yeah. And uh, this one I like says that uh, praying instead of worrying. Philippians 4, 6 to 7, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. I think a lot of time we worry a lot first. Some of us worry for days before we go to pray. Even just worrying for a little bit before you go to pray. You know, I, I always try to Tell my children, uh, my family said, you know, in anything, just let's pray first. You try to worry. But, you know, by the time you're done praying, giving thanks to God, that worry be gone. But if you just constantly, if worry comes first for days and hour, uh, to me, I'm not saying to you, uh, this is what God taught me. If you just constantly worry, then you're doubting God, his ability, his power to uh, bring you to overcome those things. So worrying to me is almost just a distrust and not believing or trusting in the power of God in your life. So again, we should pray always first anything to come in situation. Again, as you hear the testimony tonight. And here's what uh, we heard a little bit uh, Sunday night. Also read God's word. You know, Joshua 1, 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but... Thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. You know, it's good to get into a habit of just reading and praying due to your devotion, but it is also great beneficial to study the Word, to dig into the Word, because you never know when you need that or God called you to be a testimony somebody, to answer somebody's question. And we study the word, like it says in Timothy, to be an approved workman, not be ashamed of the gospel. Also, again, you know, just don't just do it. It's great doing the devotion, reading every day, but study it. What is God trying to teach you in those words, in that account, in that context? And this one, the Lord's still uh, working on me. Like uh, in James 1.19, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. You know, sometimes 
it's uh, it's difficult when somebody uh, trying to say something and you, uh, I try to justify myself. But, you know, that's not my job to try to justify. If I have a walking testimony, you know, God is my defender. And God uh, is my glory. There's no reason. So, and again, be slow to speak and quick to listen. And let God does all the talking for us. And uh, oh, one last one since uh, reverence for God. You know, in, uh, in Daniel 6.10, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed and went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem and kneel upon his knees three times a day and pray and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. So again, a decree was signed, as you know, and Daniel still did was uh, what was right in the eye of the Lord. He did what he always does, you know, serving and praying to his God. You know, in, in this time nowadays, there's always some kind of laws being enforced or mandate and stuff like that. But you know what? We're going to call to do what we're going to do. We're going to come to the house of the Lord and fellowship and pray and worship and draw closer to God. We can't neglect that. And uh, and we shouldn't neglect that. It doesn't matter what decree or what mandate or what law being trying to pass or enforce us uh, on us. But we're still going to come here to pray, uh, to encourage one another, to edify and to give God glory in everything we do. Again, so like in closing tonight, who is leading you, directing your life, or what is directing your life? Who is in control of your life? Is God in control of your life? Or is it something else? If it's not something else, then you will never have the true peace that uh, God can give. That's what the world's trying to do. That's what everybody, billions of people out there are trying to do. They're trying to seek the peace or trying to seek something that would satisfy their soul. That either be a you know career, promotion, money, more money, and everything else. But those things will never bring peace. Only the love of God, only the blood of Jesus Christ can bring peace into your life. And I'll close with this last verse, Romans 8, 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Are you after the thing of the Spirit? Are you after the thing that God has planned for you? If not, tonight is a a great opportunity for you to get right with God, to get closer with God, to ask God to direct you and your life in every uh, aspect of your life. So um, the song for invitation is 588. Why don't we come down and pray? God bless you.